0: On this episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast, we talk bi-week. What do we do? Other football games around the country with Penn State, Ohio State taking the main duel. We have Marlowe's Bears, Casey's Packers. A little baseball talk now that it's October. We're playing 163. Ryder Cup went on this weekend. Also, Casey breaks down exactly what the Ryder Cup is in his Professor Casey talk and America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the One Thirty Two breathe Podcast. As always, your co-host Marlo here. I am joined by Casey. Casey, the Badgers had a bye week this week. Not sure what you did with yourself, but uh, I had a, you know, I had a decent time. How about you?
1: Yeah, I was. You know, the slate was open; could do whatever I wanted. Let's say, you know, spend some time with the family, do some. Picking, carve some pumpkins for Halloween coming up. You know those sorts of things. Get that family time in when the Badgers aren't playing. Um, but I did not. I watched football <laughs> like, like again other, any other Saturday, and then you know obviously today as well. Um, but I would I would say normally I'd say oh it was a much more relaxing weekend. Perhaps it was because I didn't have to ha- have the nerves of a Wisconsin game. But I still found other rooting interests and reason to get stressed and. Uh, upset during the weekend so that was great so oh yeah <laughs>
0: Pretty so much I, so, the same. yeah so i woke up i woke up on saturday and i was like oh you know i don't have a game to watch it's a little you know no, no nerves no nothing decided that we were going to go we were going to go to the apple apple Ooh, orchard yeah apple picking yeah well that's what i thought but we just went to the orchard and just like bought a bunch of stuff from the store <laughs> the apple store like did not go into the actual orchard but you know, these are the things you have to do. Yeah. Also went to like a uh, went to a uh, a barbecue competition, smoke oh, out, wow. Ate ate my face off with meat, um, and that was all done in the morning. And I got home in time to watch like the second half of those first games, and uh, and gear <laughs> up for the rest and gear up for the rest of the games to watch football. So it was a pretty good Saturday.
1: <laughs> you said, all that, and you were home by like one." <laughs> so yeah. You have to watch all the rest of that. Wow. <laughs> a very productive morning I, I can't I, I guess mine was filled with uh sports watching of the soccer kind so uh I, that which would be a, a, a normal week so i didn't do all of the family stuff great you know just being a great great dad and husband as usual on saturdays yeah. this time of year um,
0: right. in the running for dad and husband of the year <laughs> as always yes
1: right right um i'll probably win at least in my house so that's <laughs> important uh, <laughs> Uh, so no badger game, but they somehow fell in the rankings. Uh, if you saw that, they're now 16th. I don't know who jumped them, but a tough, tough tumble uh, for a team that didn't play. But uh, you know, that's kind of I don't. I kind of expect that almost at this point with this with Absolutely. the way people view this Wisconsin team.
0: Yeah, if we don't play or we win by less than 20, we're going down. Actually, no, we can still do that. We we still go down. So essentially, we're yeah. just going to keep going down the polls, win or lose.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, but where was I going to go with that? But <laughs> don't worry, Marlo, because we have a game next week. Yes, so, we do. Uh, we can have our nerves back and our our attention focused. Uh, we play Nebraska, and as you predicted or hoped, I guess I don't remember what where you ended on that. It, it is a night game. I think we uh, talked about that last week, but we will be hosting Nebraska. Yes, next Saturday. Yes. Well, if we go back to
0: when our, our preseason preview, yeah. we had circled this game on the calendar thinking Nebraska was back and it'd be two undefeated teams under the lights yep. game day here. And as we get to this time in the calendar, we have a completely defeated Nebraska team yeah. coming into Camp Randall to a three and one Badger team with that one loss to BYU at home. Yeah. So, excitement still there. Mm-hmm. It's still a night game, but now I mean, if it's not a blowout, it's not. It's not even worth
1: my time. Right at this point, it looks like it needs to be a resounding victory for. I guess I don't want to say to get credit, but like that's what the expectation is. I think at this point, right. with Nebraska I, I, on their a historically bad skid, they've lost their last eight in a row. I think it is. <sighs> now they just lost at home to Purdue which I guess isn't even their worst loss of the year. They've had some uh, other pretty bad losses. Um, they've been playing pretty bad. Their coach called them out after the the loss of Purdue uh, with a lack of discipline. Um, I saw him kind of throw in the previous administration under the bus a little bit, which maybe he has a point there, but not good vibes coming out of the Nebraska camp. So I think nothing short of an a easy win for Wisconsin will be will be satisfying.
0: Yeah, that turned really fast. Last last year, the end of the year after the uh, UFC won the national title, and Scott <laughs> yeah. Frost was coming home. Like the state of Nebraska was on praise, and they were going to win national titles. And Now they're sitting at zero and three.
1: Yeah, for the, the first
0: time in I've you know some god awful number. Right. And I don't know. I don't know what they want to do with themselves now.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like I. I I didn't think the cupboard was that bare for Scott Frost coming in uh, apparently it was um and maybe somebody who pays a little bit closer attention to the Nebraska program than we will um would know more about it but I was I'm shocked that they're as bad as they are I mean losing these non-conference games losing to Purdue uh, at the state their programs in is just very surprising so I hope that they're I don't want to say bad luck but poor performance let's say poor performance continues yeah. Uh, into next week. That's what I'm expecting. I'm uh, I'm expecting a 30, 30 point victory. Yeah. Do Just, you... but I think I think Wisconsin needs a statement? And I don't know that this would be a statement win, but a they need to have a resounding performance to make a statement. If that makes sense. Right. Do you want to hear why I'm kind of what scares me? No. Sure, just, yeah, this no.
0: is what scares me. This is what makes me nervous. Well, it's one that S has not won a game, so they're they're either going to like. There's a side of them that could be super hungry coming to Camp Randall at night. Yeah, and if they get any sort of taste of of doing well, that could propel them. Two, this is the first time we're playing against a athletic quarterback. Um, so I don't know how we're going to do against that. It's just an unknown, so that kind of worries me because it's unknown against okay. this defense. And their propensity uh, to give up big plays, and then also their defense obviously is not that great. So we, I just need, need, you know, the running game to be to be what we all thought it would be, or it's just to be outstanding, mm-hmm. and for Hornybrook to kind of pick apart that defense like all these other teams have. Because so I spent some time on Saturday watching Nebraska doing my scouting, yeah, and this the defense is ripe for the picking. They really can't stop a cold right now.
1: What you're speaking to is is something I'm expecting to see out of the bye week is that we kind of clean up some of those those things where we're getting you know hit for those big plays on defense. I'm you know hope that uh, Jimmy Leonard, former walk on, uh, can you know, fix that and and kinda of get that resolved. Uh van Ginkel gets back and is healthy. I think that's a big will make a big difference on the defense. I don't know if he is healthy, but I'm hoping uh that with the extra week off he will be. And then on the offensive end, you know, just kind of cleaning up the little things um to to be more effective. And I hope that slash I'm expecting coming off of the bye week that we are able to do that. Uh so I guess I'm trying I'm hoping to put you at ease a little bit uh, with your <laughs> yeah. worries um, uh, because we had that bye week and hoping that we are fixing those those things. Because if we're seeing these things, you'd think the coaching staff is yeah, as well. Yeah. They probably know more than we do. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> we like to think we know a little
0: bit more. Yeah. Because um, well, watching the All-22s all the time. <laughs> uh, but I am excited for this 6.30 kickoff. Um, there's some good games that are going on during the day. They'll be able to take part of and do the tailgating. Mm -hmm. Should be all lathered up by the time we get into the stadium for that kickoff, which I probably won't make. So, what am I talking about? Um, (laughs) but yeah, it should be a good time.
1: All right, and I'll be watching from my couch as I pack for my trip next week. So there we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you have a you you want to do you have a prediction? uh like a like a score line yeah whatever you want what do you what do you what do you predict will happen it doesn't have to be a score
1: uh but... i think we assert ourselves as the better team uh win by 25 30 points whoa 25 30
0: i like that yeah i i we assert ourselves on on defense so i want to see a single digit score mm-hmm. um yeah assert ourselves on defense is it single digit score and somewhere in the '30s, on the
1: offensive side, yeah All right. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd say like 35, 10, something like that. OK. I, I could live with that.
0: All right, Hopefully that stands up. It doesn't completely blow up in her face. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> 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 um, some other big game, another big game that went on this past weekend. Uh, the Penn State, Ohio State was the crown jewel of the weekend, I believe. We had game day there. It was a big whiteout. Mm-hmm. Two top teams, two top ten teams playing, obviously in the Big Ten. As a Wisconsin fan, how did you watch this game, Casey?
1: So I was a, a whole ball of confusion the whole game. I was just <laughs> sitting here, and on one hand, I had every time Trace McSorley would do something good, and he had a lot of really good runs, uh, didn't throw the ball as well as he otherwise might, but was kind of running all over the field. Uh, I would roll my eyes and want Penn State to lose. Yeah, And <laughs> also, like,
0: Surly, doesn't he have, like, the most punchable face in college oh, football right now? I'm sure we've talked about this before, but it's just, just so punchable.
1: He drives me nuts. So <laughs> I had that going on one hand, but then they'd pan to Urban Meyer on the sideline, you know, and he's rolling his eyes, and now I'm rolling my eyes at Urban Meyer, rolling his eyes, and I want Ohio State to lose. <laughs> so the whole time, anytime anybody did something, I was like, Dang it! I don't want them to win. Then the other team would do something. Dang it! I don't want them to win either. Uh, so that's how I watch it. I and in the end, I guess I wanted Penn State to win just because of general disliking of Ohio State more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, every time anything happened, I was frustrated. <laughs> so that's yeah, how I watch. That's it. a
0: that's a tough way. That's a tough ball yep. of, of yep. nerves to watch a game. Yep. <laughs> no matter what happens, you're not happy.
1: Yeah. Some people would say, why do you watch it if you don't have fun doing that? I don't know, but that's how I watch it.
0: Oh man. I was watching this game from the be- beginning the get go. I was all in on Penn State. Okay. Uh, I want Penn State. I, obviously I think the I think I don't like Penn I don't like Ohio State more than I don't like Penn State. Sure. I yeah. think I could say that. And yep. then also it's you know, we get to play Penn State, want to play them when they have their best record. Also a loss to Ohio State will give the chance for someone else to go up in the uh in the east, which would have probably been Penn State. But I'd rather play Penn State in Indy if we make it there than Ohio State.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Hands down. Um so I was all I was all in on Penn State. But to your point, like I was saying, I can't stand McSurley, McSorley, however you say his name. Um so yeah. it's really hard to root for him uh, you know, watching this game, but I was going I was going for Penn State the whole time.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't do too much of the, as you just kind of mentioned, that you wanted Penn State to win because of whatever reasons. I didn't do too much of the, what does this mean for Wisconsin? I yeah. think I would have twisted my mind in knots thinking about that because <laughs> I, I guess I just assumed we would play both. And I guess to your point, if Penn State had won, there was a chance that we wouldn't end up playing Ohio State because then Penn State might win the East. I didn't really consider that at the time, but I didn't go too far down that down that path. Uh, as it seems like you, I guess you figured it out. Maybe I should have <laughs> just, you should have told me so I could have not uh, oh struggled with it and, or rather ignored it, I guess, and, and known more uh, strongly who to cheer for or against. No, yeah, oh, well, well, next time. Yeah. yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll check with <laughs> you next time check before the kick.
0: Who um, should I be rooting for in this one? Yeah, exactly. I was, but while I, was, while I was watching the game, because I was putting my, I put my scout hat hat on because I knew we had to play Penn State. Yeah, and my goodness, why can't anyone stop McSorley from running? I feel like he's not that good of a runner, but somehow <laughs> comes away. He had like a he had like 140 yards rushing that
1: game. Yeah, it seemed like Ohio State didn't spy him at all, and then at the end of the game they finally did, and they had some you know nice like stops where they got him for like a yard or two, and it just seemed very obvious that they. To me, I don't know. You know, sitting on my couch, yeah, uh, that was a clear way to stop that, and they just didn't do it until late. It was it was very strange, um, and I don't know what their because that was the only way they were losing that game was if McSorley kept running the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that was I think that was the whole game. It was like all of a sudden it was like Penn State had this game. Penn State has game. Ohio State's not doing anything. They're not doing it right. Offense, right. defense. They're not doing. It. And then all of a sudden. Like, the last eight minutes of the game, Ohio State decides to play. Penn State forgets how to tackle. Yeah. And, oh, look at that. Ohio State wins. It was, I think, like, I couldn't imagine being an actual Penn State fan. That would be so heartbreaking. Just gut-riching how that would get out. But just watching that going for Penn State and just, like, the meltdown. Now, I'll call it. It was a meltdown in the last, in the last half of the fourth quarter because hmm. they had control of that game. And they just let him back in and they tackle. And then that last play on fourth and five or whatever it was. Yeah. Just, okay. fourth and five. Let's, uh, let's just try to run it up the middle. It makes zero sense.
1: No yeah. Case. The last play was really confusing. Um, and as we talked about, McSorley was killing Ohio State all game. And maybe they figured it out at the end by putting a spy on him, but, uh, at least his mobility was killing him. And, I kind of went back and I looked at the play, and maybe it was supposed to be a read option play, where he was, you know, going to hand off the ball or keep it and then do kind of a, a bootleg type action. Um, and Ohio State just snuffed it out. But I think I'm being kind to <laughs> uh, the play because McSorley of really didn't look like he was about to take off and keep the ball. That they ran a run play on fourth and five. I just think james franklin like overthought him overthought it yeah like he just like i know what i'll do i'm gonna play 3d chess on him and uh they're never gonna expect the run play on this and then they you know they brought pressure which you do on fourth and five and that pressure just ate up the run play it was a really bad call yeah
0: speaking of james franklin did you see his uh, post-game interview
1: did he say it was a really bad call
0: uh he said it was on him but he was more yeah, he just uh, went on he, he had like a whole monologue like 3 minute monologue about how he's um his team is a great team not an elite team and that he's not happy being a great team mm. and they need to work just as hard as they did to get from a bad team to being a great team to get from a great team to being an elite team and they lost uh-huh. to an elite team tonight Man uh but he was not he was pretty fiery wasn't happy yeah. about it I mean as he shouldn't be Right but it was it an was interesting take on, on becoming an elite team.
1: Yeah, one of those, I'm talking to my team through the media type. Exactly. Type things. Um. Yep. I, so, watch. I guess going back to watching it as a Wisconsin fan, if if I may, uh, the first yeah. two or three quarters, I was like, oh, my God, how is Wisconsin ever going to score on these two defenses? Because it yeah. was a pretty low-scoring game uh, until what was about halfway through the third quarter, would yeah. you say? Yeah, it really um, opened up. And then it just... And the announcers were even saying that they were talking about how, you know, oh, we came into this thinking it was going to be a, you know, 30-something, 30-something game, and we're sitting here in the, you know, third quarter, at the what, at the end of the third quarter, I guess, and it's 14-13, and it's a grinding game, uh, but then in the fourth quarter, both defenses kind of opened up, uh, and I guess gave me a little bit of hope that Wisconsin could move the ball on these defenses uh and i think it's some also something about a night game that makes the play look at a higher level than what it might be <laughs> it just be. looks faster it just looks faster it looks, it faster looks like night. the hits are harder and um i think i kind of fell for that a little bit on on ha- anticipating wisconsin's ability to compete with with these two teams but i'm not i'm definitely not looking forward to going at penn state going into happy oh, valley no, no. uh that looks that looks tough and they did you catch the announcers said that going into this game that the Penn State was five and five in whiteout games? I did not no. well, first of all, I didn't know that they didn't do that all the time. <laughs> just assumed <laughs> that was like a thing they did, but they're five and five and I, and the announcers were struck by that, and I was I guess at first, but if you think about it, they're doing it when they play the best team, team of that year, right? Yeah. So like Ohio State coming in is going to be their best opponent that they play so it makes sense that they're so it's probably five and six now but at the time five and five is probably a good record if you're playing probably your best opponent of the year um at home so i just i don't know i thought that was an interesting set but yeah penn state ohio state looks like ohio state's definitely in the driver's seat for uh winning the east now i'd say
0: yep unless
1: harbaugh can come through <sighs> yeah unless harbaugh can come through uh Speaking of hardball, Michigan avoided the Northwestern trap that often gets Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, winning twenty seventeen. Uh, I don't know if you saw much of this gar- game, Marlo. It was not pretty. No, it's so hard to play there, <laughs> it's especially so
0: it's so. Especially, I mean, it, it, they got lucky. it Was the you know mid afternoon game, not the eleven o'clock game because that's just dreadful. Mm-hmm. Nobody's up yet. Yeah, and it, you know, think about it, uh, Michigan, the big house, hundred what are they a hundred some thousand stadium yeah. big and they go to like Northwestern, which can't be more than like 30,000. I don't know. That's, well, a, it's- that's not fact, but <laughs> it's, it just seems smaller. It just seems small. Yeah. It's like, it feels like a high school stadium. There's no atmosphere. And then like, especially it was probably like a kickoff. We're like, Oh, I probably didn't even know they're playing. Um, so yeah. It, and that's the way it played in the beginning.
1: Like it was just a crappy, crappy game in the first half. So the internet says the attendance for the game was forty seven thousand. Oh, okay. I, I can't. I can't imagine forty seven thousand people being in that stadium. No, I can, no way. At least not after halftime. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, we've been there. A couple. We like actually us not. Yeah. We try and include ourselves on the Badger team. No, like me we, and you. We, do we do and you so have like attended games. Physically work, gone down there. there. <laughs> I've never felt like there's forty seven thousand people there. That's crazy. Uh. Anyway, Michigan. Uh, I I don't have much more to say than that. They win, sure. <laughs> so I guess they're still alive in the East. Uh, I. Don't, <sighs> you, you know what the most the narrative
0: around is now is like all of a sudden Michigan's back. You yeah. know, after they win this game, it's like, well, no. I mean, because their one loss is Notre Dame, which
1: looks you know, pretty good now.
0: They look, yeah, they have great resume now. They look pretty good now. So they got they got that going for them, and, yeah. and it's just like. It's so crazy how fast it can switch because after that game, it was like Harbaugh hot seat. Three games later, Michigan's back.
1: Yeah, without really beating anyone. Without beating anyone. Yeah. I I don't know. And as a not, I was going to say not Michigan fan, obviously, but as somebody who's not around the Michigan program, like even Harbaugh's worrying on me, like the narrative around Harbaugh, and I'm not involved in it day to day. I can't imagine. I guess if you're a fan, you know you're on the team. Maybe you're a homer like I am, and you just support whoever the coach is. Right. But <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. But uh, God, it's it's grating. Uh, I don't know. It's wearing it's wearing off on me. So for sure. Um, but you mentioned. Uh, I guess we mentioned Notre Dame. Uh, I guess that was the other marquee game last night. Um, Notre Dame knocked off Stanford by I think it ended up being a pretty comfortable margin. I think it was thirty eight seventeen something like that. Uh, and Notre Dame looks pretty good. And, uh, that stinks. <laughs> sucks. Yeah. I, I tell you, I, I guess I realized when I was watching this game and I guess in combination with Penn state, Ohio state is I'm cheering against both teams. So there's two games going on where four teams are playing. And I'm cheering against three of them. <laughs> that yeah. I, uh, I spent a lot of time cheering against teams. It's <laughs> pretty much how I, how I watch sports. It's a very bizarre and usually upsetting way to, to watch sports. As I mentioned earlier, um, but yeah, it seems, and I think not only f- for the uh, from the aesthetics of Notre Dame looking good, and me just generally not liking that, it definitely throws a wrinkle into the playoff picture. Yes, it uh, does. Whether or not you think Wisconsin's still in it or not, <clears throat> uh, it's a it's an added wrinkle. I mean, Maybe an interesting wrinkle, but um, an added wrinkle to kind of those projections.
0: Yeah, because this was really their last. That's good team on Notre Dame's schedule, mm-hmm. uh, so it looks like they're gonna be looks like they're gonna be favored in every game throughout. Whatever the, you know, take that for what it is. It's you know they could still still stumble along the way, but right. everyone everyone's gonna be cheering for them from now on. And if they sneak into the college football playoff, it's gonna be very interesting who else gets to go in and who's gonna be kept out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is, and I think the advantage they have. I mean, they play. Uh, granted, it's not that they have a cupcake schedule or anything. Um, I mean, obviously, we talked about them being favored going forward, but they do have some tough games on their schedule, uh, and I think they could make it much easier on themselves if they really wanted to. And since they don't have a real conference schedule, um, they don't have that championship game, and I think yes. that's what um, gives them such a good opportunity to make the playoff now uh, going forward. All right,
0: so here's what I'm going to call. I'm going to call. They're going to stumble. Gonna they call? got a game. They got a game at Northwestern. Oh, really? November 2nd. Make it 11 o'clock game. Notre Dame loses. That'd be great. We'll <laughs> call it. That'd be so fun. <laughs>
1: Why do they play uh, Northwestern? All right. Well, I'll call that one. I'll keep my fingers crossed for that. I um, guess okay, so one more college game to talk about uh, that I circled here uh, Syracuse Clemson. Uh, this seems like. I guess Syracuse seems to be to Clemson as Northwestern is to Wisconsin, as we've <laughs> talked about. I guess probably ad nauseum so far. Uh, now uh, they always <laughs> uh, Syracuse always gives uh, trouble to Clemson, and they did again in this game. They always seem to hurt their quarterback, and they did it again in this game. Um, but Clemson found a way to win, uh, having a late drive, and then the students rushed the field, which I thought was bizarre you're the third ranked team in the country so i took to twitter quickly took to twitter <laughs> and, and just slandered them yeah i mocked
0: just slandered them
1: i mocked the uh fans but apparently i did so afterwards i did some capital r research uh and they apparently do that after every game and then they do like a little they call it the meeting at the paw which the i guess is pa. cool they go out there and they sing like they're equivalent to varsity and stuff that's i guess that's cool maybe so yeah, so they they found a loophole, right? So they yeah. could rush the field because
0: rushing the field's fun. Rushing the field's fun. Yeah, but you just you just don't want to do it and look. You know, you just don't want to beat Northwestern and rush the field.
1: It's it's fun because it's like the cherry on the top of an improbable upset or a big win when it's defeating Syracuse or which I guess is in. So Syracuse was undefeated going into this game, and like given the recent record, maybe it was a good win for Clemson. But it's not an upset win. It's not a significant. Well, yeah, Clemson
0: has won a national title in the last couple of years. They've yeah. been in the college football playoffs every year.
1: So, so rushing the field is fun because <laughs> you're celebrating this unlikely thing or this significant thing. When you do it all of the time, it kind of takes away from it.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Casey, I think that's I think that's old man Casey talking.
1: No, I, take yourself no, back, take uh, yourself back no. to twenty year old Casey. I remember and be like, "Hey, the field. no." <laughs> I remember rushing the field uh, when we beat Ohio State and being down there, and be like, "There are too many people here." So I was even old man <laughs> when I was in, when I was a freshman. I, was even like, I There's need too to, many people.
0: How'd I, get I out need to here? get
1: out of here. There are far too many people here. I need to go back to my dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. So. Um, I don't know if okay, I don't know if that makes my stance better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> probably worse. But at least it's consistent. Least yeah. it's consistent. Oh, right. never change. Never change. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All Anything right. else in college for you, Marlo, that you That's sent out to you?
0: Oh uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got.
1: All right. Uh Wisconsin at Nebraska next week. I don't even I haven't even looked ahead at the other slate, but probably other games. You should watch them. We're gonna watch them. Yeah, it'll be fun. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. More football. (laughs) NFL. The people from the people who get paid above the table. Above the table.
0: Above the table paying football. KC.
1: Yeah.
0: The truth. Oh, oh, man. The truth has come. Touchdown Trubisky. Touchdown Trubisky. Wow. Trubisky. So I I was I was beside myself and I had to contain myself <laughs> for like the fur through the first quarter through the, a little bit th- to the second quarter, but I was I was I was saying it the whole time. I was like, I, they got to three touchdowns, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know. Last time I seen three touchdowns and a half, like offensive touchdowns and a half yeah. for the Bears. I don't think I don't know if and then he scores a fourth one. These are all passing touchdowns, let alone. And I was like, I don't think I've seen four offensive touchdowns in a game <laughs> in I don't know how long. And is out here. You know, granted, one of them was a, was a cheap, like, sh- shovel pass, but hey, it's still a touchdown. And they yeah. gave him a passing touchdown. But so, anyways, he so had a total of six touchdowns, five in the first half. <sighs> Unreal. Do you know how first time quarterbacks had five passing touchdowns in the first half since Aaron Rodgers?
1: Oh, since Aaron Rodgers?
0: Yeah. It's Aaron Rodgers who actually nice. did to the Bears, um, oh. but but um, but yeah, it was it was for me. It was kind of it was surreal um, because I figured the defense would come out and take away what the Bucks were doing, whatever they're doing. I yeah. was not expecting this offensive explosion. I can say mm-hmm. that it was it was an offensive explosion, yeah. um, which was basically throwing it down the field and. I just hope it's not a one time thing and they save some points for the rest of the season. But <laughs> it was uh for me it was a lot of fun to sit there, sit there and watch uh the the scoreboard be racked up like that. It was great. Well, so I, was gonna,
1: I was worried you were gonna steal my stat uh than I had I had five first half touchdowns for the Bears it was the first uh time that they had done that since nineteen forty nine. Jeez. you I don't <laughs> I don't know. The, the tweet didn't go into that much <laughs> specifics. I just copied the tweet. Uh, so there you go. Whoever was the quarterback in 1949, uh, congratulations to him, whoever that was. And yeah. now, touchdown Trubisky. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bit, I'm, I mean, I guess <laughs> I also hope the offense is running along. I said that Nagy makes the best script because it was this the third game this season that we've uh, scored a touchdown in the first offensive drive. Yeah. We had two all of last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it you know, Nagy scripts out his his I don't know how so many plays. He he says it out loud, like yeah, I have at least there he doesn't change it, they're all scripts. So the key is to just don't get off script
1: and yeah. it'll be good. Just do that the whole game. Like why do the whole game. Why stop after the first couple tries? Just script <laughs> out the whole game. Just script it out. Who cares about? It? Yeah,
0: nothing's gonna get thrown into it. Nothing's gonna Yeah, down
1: to or it. distance or score. That doesn't matter. Just script yeah. it out. Just just keep on keep on scripting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to convince myself that the Bears aren't real or whatever, but uh, I had a little bit of maybe this is the true Tampa Bay team that uh-huh. we expected this year, because I think when at least when I looked at uh, the teams coming into the season, I expected Tampa to be like a bottom five team, like one of the worst teams in the league. And then they got off to a hot start, some Fitz magic. Uh, and that seemed to catch up with him last week, and then he got benched, and Rusty uh, Winston came in for his first action. So maybe uh, the Bears got a little bit fortunate running into Tampa when they did, or maybe Tampa's a really bad team, and they fooled us the first couple weeks. That's what I'm trying to tell myself, to convince Mm -hmm. myself um, that the Bears uh, aren't just going to win this division, which is, I guess, possible now. I mean... Uh, you. You know what? In
0: this is this is the NFL though. This is like when you when I look at this, um, when you look at the the schedule before the season starts, yeah, or like the first four games, man, that looks tough. And then it kind of plays out, and yeah, the, the Packers are going to be the Packers, and the, the Seahawks, you just assume that they're going to be good. The Cardinals, they're crap right now, but you know, last season when this when the when the schedule came out, you're like, oh, well. That could be a cause of, but the Buccaneers you thought might have been a problem, right? Mm. Um, So it's really it's it's hard it's hard. Again, I'm trying to contain myself. I don't know the last time we've been in a situation (laughs) three and one to start the season, Mm -hmm. Um, and like it's hard to be like, oh yeah, we're on top of the division, but there's only four games in. It's a long season, Um, so we got to keep it going with the next our next two games are the Dolphins and, and the Patriots. So those are two big tests.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we'll see. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to look up the, the live odds of what what it is to win the NFC North. I'm I'm failing at it because I not know how to look up. <laughs> 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 is this live? I don't know. Because this one still has the uh, Vikings as the favorite. Mm, that's not good. Five to four. Packers twenty one to ten. That seems weird. And Bears three to one. I don't know. Whatever. Never mind. Yeah. I was gonna try and see uh if maybe the Bears were favored now at three yeah. and one. Packers two, one and one, and Vikings at one, two and one now. And Lions are something. I don't know, they're not gonna win. So I'm <laughs> not gonna <laughs> They're one and in... one and three now. Just a yeah, one and three. All right, anyway. Ugh. <sighs> Right, are you done with the Bears? Yeah, I'm done, man. It was a good week. Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of petered out your uh, your thunder there with uh, <laughs> trying to come up with some odds. Because I wanted to see. My plan was to go, like, oh, if the Bears are this likely to win, you know, mm-hmm. would you take them kind of thing. But, right. you know, so much for that. We can cut that out. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> I guess, on in my, in my my side of the coin, uh, Packers won 22-0 over the Bills. Uh, while it was a comfortable win, uh, I wouldn't say it was anything – a real dominating win, uh, which I guess is weird to say at 22-0. Um, uh, Josh Allen looked like the Josh Allen that I expected throughout the year. You know, he looked very unprepared to play in the NFL. And um, it seemed like if you just contain his running ability and force him to throw, uh, you, there's a lot of mistakes there to, and inaccuracy uh, to be had. Um, the offense did fine. Nothing spectacular, nothing poor. Uh, I still would like to see a little bit more converting uh, longer drives into into touchdowns. Crosby had three field goals. Uh, I think we had like four or five drives that kind of stalled in Bill's territory. I would like to see those getting down. But I, I guess the highlight of the game was that uh, Clay Matthews actually tackled the quarterback without getting called for penalty. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was exciting. And he had to he literally had to like gently lay the quarterback down, I think, to to avoid the penalty. And like the I, video? On, yeah. <laughs> like the video. I honestly still expected him to get a flag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was ready for it and I was ready to yell and get all upset. Um but I guess seeing this Bill's performance really made me wonder what the heck happened in Minnesota last week. Like how yeah. did that did that happen again? I didn't want Is Minnesota just not
0: good? Is Minnesota just not good? I don't,
1: I mean, maybe because they should, probably should have lost to the Packers, but we let them back in. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They're definitely not as good as, um, we thought going into the year, right? Because I think coming into the year, you're like, they're probably winning the North easily. I at least that's what I expected, right? Um, and Like just seeing how limited Josh Allen looked, and maybe they didn't expect his running. I know he ran for two touchdowns last week. Uh, Maybe they didn't expect that part of his game. But man, they look—he looked bad, and Buffalo looked bad. So I'm a little worried about. uh, I guess I shouldn't say worried. A little bit hopeful that Minnesota's not as good uh, as as we think they are. But so I turned my Packers talk into talking about how I hope Minnesota's bad. So we can move on. Other games. Uh, anything else stand out to you in, in other games uh, today, Marl?
0: Um, shoot. Other games. Dude, well, you could run. So who is good and who's not?
1: Who's good and who's not? Who's in, good Who's
0: good and who's not? I don't
1: know what's going on. Are the Falcons the NFL? good? Are the Falcons I think, good? I think the Falcons are not. I'm going to go not good. On the not Falcons. good.
0: Um, are the the eagles are they
1: on a super bowl hangover i think uh here's the thing with the eagles though i think if carson wentz gets back to being healthy and productive right that's yeah. the if i think that that division's bad enough that they can win it 9 and 7 <laughs> okay and make the playoffs and then i think they'd be a scary playoff team uh but that's probably not at this point they're not good no Okay, one more.
0: All right. Well, as a twofer, the Miami Tampa Bay, New not good. <laughs> Tampa Bay not
1: good.
0: <laughs> Miami, Miami, New England play today. New yeah. England f- kicked the crap out of them, thirty eight to seven. Is Miami good? Is New England on their way back?
1: I guess what back is. I th- I think you went into this game and you thought, um, I guess. If you're a New England, New England who has won the division for a thousand years in a row or whatever it is, this was the opportunity for Miami to say, we're winning it this year. And they definitely were not ready to do that. Uh, and <laughs> New England really just put them in their place. I think Miami's kind of won uh, three kind of flute games. I don't think they're good. I don't, I don't think this game means New England's back. I think they're still going to win the East. Right. So I guess that means they're good. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not not answering these definitively. Miami is not. Okay. Miami is not good. (laughs) But they still may make the playoffs because they're in the AFC East. And somebody in that division has to take second place, right, and probably go 9-7. and Right. And if you go 9-7 and in the AFC this year, you might make the playoffs as a wild card. Yeah. Because I don't think they've played the Bills yet, Miami. No, I don't know. That's too deep. too deep. Um all right.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh Cleveland's back to losing. Yeah. Lost in overtime. Baker had a decent it's, game.
1: It you know, they had to play on Sunday. It's just they can't win on, you win on <laughs>
0: they Sunday. They should
1: schedule other games on Thursdays so and they yeah. have a better chance. Um yeah, the only other thing, a couple of things.
0: The uh the Colts, what are they doing? <sighs>
1: Yeah, we I, um, we talked earlier about James Franklin making a pretty bad call and uh Frank Reich, the coach of the Colts, went for it on fourth and fro fourth and four on his own <laughs> 43 with 24 seconds left in overtime. Fourth and foe. Um yeah. <laughs> uh 24 seconds left in overtime. Uh the only reason I can think that he would do this is that if he hates the concept of ties as much as my wife does. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> otherwise, and he essentially said after the game that he wasn't playing for a tie. Yeah. So, no, because ties well, suck. Well, that's it's better than a <laughs> loss. Like you, I guess that...
0: I'll go for it. Play for the win.
1: You play for maybe winning. Maybe. <laughs> it's not like it was like, if we get this first down, we will win the game. It's like, we will continue to have a chance to win the game. But, if we don't get it, we're probably going to lose. That's like that that uh, risk reward is is way off balance. And I get that you're you know you can say you're playing aggressive and you can say that, you know, we wanted to go for the win. great. But like, yeah, uh, they just needed ten more yards if you don't get it. and they had timeouts. I, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe they didn't have timeouts, but there's enough time to. And to do what they did, where they got a first down and then they clocked the ball, and kicked a field goal. I mean, what what are you doing here? Oh, it's
0: terrible. Okay, all right. Last thing, uh, Earl Thomas of the Seahawks, who has been going through contract disputes with the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, sat out the whole preseason. Mm-hmm. Came back. Looks like he he has a broken leg of some sort. And as he was getting carted off from with the with the with the air cast on on the cart, he gave a little. Uh, a little one finger salute to the uh, Seahawks sideline.
1: Yeah, what a what a situation! That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not good. I mean, clearly, uh, there's tension between him him and the team, and he I don't know. They should have traded him. I don't know. This is, yeah. it's a it's a bad situation for him mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, this this is his second broken leg now. Not that like one broken leg. He gets another broken leg, but like I don't know I feel I feel bad for him. I wish the Packers had traded for him. he could have been a safety on the Packers and <laughs> I' broken his leg to you it always comes yeah. back to you, there, you go. I mean, there was there was rumors out there yeah um and I just uh he's not playing for Sam Can and you can't come back from flipping off the knee no. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing for the Seahawks. And maybe he's a, I don't know
0: yeah by the way that uh Earl Thomas's message to the Seahawk was approved by Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he also hates the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, did the seals? Uh, oh, I have two. I have I have two Wisconsin-related uh, football stats. here. Okay. Uh, so JJ Watt re- became the uh, second fastest player to reach eighty career sacks in NFL history. Sounds pretty cool.
0: That's pretty crazy considering he missed most of last year.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of those things. Like maybe it's uh. You count the number of games played oh, <laughs> to get gotcha, to 80 gotcha, sacks, gotcha, gotcha. as opposed yep. to like that makes sense. time. Yep. Uh, similarly, I'll I'll talk about Daniel Sturich in uh, Liverpool. He was something fastest to get 50 goals in the EPL. It's like, well, because he's hurt half of every every year, and doesn't play. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he was the fastest. And then uh, Melvin Gordon uh, got his has exceeded 3,000 career rushing yards. So. Wow! Congrats. Uh, and then, who is
0: also most of those yards blocked by Derek Watt?
1: Yeah. So a little, little Badgers in the NFL for you. And then I forgot to mention this. We used to do a little like around campus. Maybe we'll get back to that as more sports kind of kick off. Badger soccer had a pretty good – maybe should I do this during the corner kick? I'm already talking about it. You already know. got Go for it. All right. uh, Badger soccer uh, today defeated number five-ranked Michigan State uh, in overtime. And then earlier this week or late last week – or earlier this week uh or late last week uh they defeated marquette it's always good to beat marquette uh so a couple of really good wins by uh the men's soccer team so there we go an early preview of the corner kick (laughs) 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 all right anything else in the nfl for you marlo no no i got nothing uh,
0: in nfl nothing around campus Um, I think it might be time, now that it is... Well, (laughs) once people listen to this, it will be October. Yeah. It might be time to talk a little baseball.
1: (laughs) Finally, finally talk about baseball. What's baseball? I think, uh, Marlo, you put this off as long as you could. (laughs) Since, uh, as a White Sox fan, you did not have much to talk about. Um, No, but I I am
0: enjoying this scenario.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a pretty crazy end to the season after 162 games. Uh, We will have a one-game playoff for the division in both the NL Central between the Brewers and the Cubs, and the NL West uh, for the Dodgers and Rockies. Uh, Brewers and Cubs tie for the best record in the NL at 95 and 67. Um, And if you would have told me that that happened at the beginning of the year, that the Brewers were won 95 games, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Uh, But to get there, they had to go on quite a run. They won 11 of their last 12 series on the season and 9 of their last 10 games uh, to get to this point. It's been an amazing run, uh, and it's been really fun to watch this team throughout the year uh, with Lorenzo Cain providing his antics and bringing fun to the game, Uh, Yelich being amazing, who I'll talk about a little bit more in a bit, as well as the other characters on the team. It's been a great fun ride, and and Marlo, it all could be over in two games. Yeah, so you got you got to play one more. So I'm really enjoying this
0: scenario because yes, I'm a White Sox fan, which yeah. makes me a Cubs hater. And Thanks. having the Brewers, you know, kind of come back these last this last week and really mm-hmm. start cuz you we were the Chicago was they were written off they were like weeks ago, months ago. They're like, "All right, we're good. We're going to be cruising going to the yeah. World Series." And now they're sweating a little bit. The Brewers yeah. are breathing down their throats. Um, so I'm announcing I am fostering the Brewers. Oh, right. I'm fostering the Brewers as a team for the for their playoff run, in the hopes that they kick out the Cubs.
1: Yeah, and I guess to that point, like I said, the Brewers it all could be over in two games, and for the <laughs> Cubs who you know had oh, I shouldn't say had the division, but were up in the division, uh, pretty significantly, a couple. Days ago, even but yep. weeks uh, more so, uh, to have that prospect kind of looming over their heads as well uh, is is pretty tough for them. I don't, I'm a I'm a ball of nerves and anxiety and excitement over this. It's been it's crazy and it's I think 2011 was the last time that the Brewers were in uh, the playoffs. So it's been a long time since I felt I felt an experienced playoff baseball. Uh, it's probably not healthy for me, but I'm excited to, <laughs> excited to go through it. Um, And I guess the other Brewers' Cup thing is the uh, MVP seems like it's coming down uh, to Yelich and Baez uh, for MVP, and in my mind, there's only one way to go uh, with this, uh, with Yelich. He's first in batting average, uh, first Brewer ever to win the batting title, so congratulations on that. Uh, He's tied for second in home runs. He was tied for first, but apparently somebody named Renato... For the Rockies, don't know who that is, but he hit two home runs today to get to 37, so what a jerk. Uh, Also, sidebar, 37 home runs was the most in the NL. How ridiculous does the steroid arrow look (laughs) It's so (laughs) great. Ray Bonds hit, what was it, 70-something? People were having 30-something at the
0: All-Star break.
1: Yeah, yeah and now uh, we're sitting here in 37. It's the home run leader. Yeah. What a ridiculous uh, fun time to be alive! That was. It was a good time. And uh, anyway, so then he's also tied for second, uh, trailing Baez by two. Uh, ESPN War. I don't know what stat they used, but it was on ESPN. So yeah. uh, had him uh, Yelich at seven point four to Baez's six point one, a commanding lead, uh, and another. Tidbit, Marlo, if I can continue to talk about Yauch because it's been so fun watching this guy play this year. Uh, his last 15 plate appearances, I won't go through them individually, but it was <laughs> nine because that would make great radio, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> or great podcasting. Uh, nine walks, four home runs, two strikeouts. That's nice. pretty great. Yeah, That's pretty great. So they're playing 163 tomorrow should... at tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow so at noon, today at you, noon, wherever you're listening to this, yeah.
0: So, that's considered a regular season game, right? That's not yes, technically cards. playoffs. So, technically, whoever has the better of this game could go far for the MVP voting.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if one of them does something significant in this game, it will go pretty far. Although, I'm pretty... I guess in my negativity, I'm pretty resigned to buy his winning just because he's on a, the a media favorite Cubs. So, <laughs> I presume he'll win. Even though Yelich you know, has the better stats, and I think... I, I, I've kind of thought I don't know if I'm going to go die on this hill, but came to a club that wasn't a playoff team and made them a playoff team where Bias was just the, granted the best player, but on a team that has been to the playoffs, so I think that the improvement of the team when Yelch joined the team kind of lends itself lends the narrative more to him being an MVP than than Bias. I don't know how much stock I really put in my own argument there, but it sounds good. That it sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah. I take it, uh, so we mentioned uh that today or tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this on October first, the Brewers will be playing the Cubs at noon in Wrigley Field, and that'll be followed by uh Dodgers and Rockies uh the winner of that game will play the Braves uh, the loser will play the loser of the Cubs Brewers game uh in the wild card game um, and that game starts at three if I didn't if I didn't mention that, so they're back to back. Uh, so a good uh, way to distract ourselves from work tomorrow. Yeah, a little daytime baseball. Yeah. Okay, I got two weird baseball stats for you, Marlo, before right. we stop talking about baseball. All right. Them up. All right, Chris Davis. Well, one's not really a stat, but anyway. Chris Davis, a uh, former brewer, he finished the season with a two forty seven batting average for the fourth straight season. seems hard to do. <laughs> Seems hard to do. Hit exactly two forty-seven for four years That's in a row. Crazy. He's very consistent. Yeah. Uh, and it being a nerdy baseball, I saw it in a tweet. Of course, uh, stat in a tweet. The first comment was, "Wow, what are the odds of that?" And then somebody <laughs> responded that saying, "Well, it's a hundred percent now because <laughs> it happened." All right. Oh yeah, Twitter. Oh yeah. You know, I I bet no nothing gets our fellow fans like annoying baseball stats followed by. Uh, stats on stats so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you everyone who's still hanging in there and listening to the podcast <laughs> and then i don't know if you saw this marlo uh it's hunter pence's i don't know if it's his last game if he's retiring or just kind of his giants career is at, at an end but he wrote a little moped motorcycle thingy around the park waving getting a sending ovation that was pretty cool so go look that up it's uh, a pretty neat scene for hunter pence who uh i guess during their run probably top five most important player in there uh even series world or even year world series runs yeah so congratulations. Well, is he, he m-
0: retiring or does he just want to take a ride around the stadium
1: well i think his his giants career is over i don't know if he's retiring but i don't think he's going to be on the giants anymore um, so
0: so they're like oh here's a motorcycle yeah
1: have a little send-off thank you for uh all uh, that you've done Not get the hell out of here yeah all right <laughs> But you can keep the motorcycle. I don't know if you can the motorcycle. It's like a Giants motorcycle. It's a farewell thing. Gotcha. All right. All right. Enough baseball, Marlo. Enough baseball. Stop talking about baseball. <laughs> no more baseball. No more baseball. Good luck
0: tomorrow, by the way. Good oh, luck. Man. Good luck. I, I can imagine seeing you watch that pitch by pitch on the computer while trying to stay at work.
1: Yeah. At least I, have a, I do have a standing desk, so I can at least kind of uh, nervously pace in my cube or... You know bounce back and forth while standing I don't have to sit down and watch it because I'm sure that won't Happen so that's <laughs> fortunate uh, But yeah uh, Definitely will be be nerve-wracking All right on to What's more exciting than baseball Marlowe golf. golf let's talk about that Let's talk about <laughs> golf
0: <laughs> Golf across the pond
1: Yeah over on the pond uh, murka taking on Team Europe In the Ryder Cup Um mm-hmm. And it did not go well for Team America. I guess, headline for us, Tiger not back? <laughs> uh, dude, I don't get the Ryder Cup, so I don't even know.
0: Especially, I couldn't keep up with it because it was like teeing off at like 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. 2 in the morning, whatever it was doing, yeah, it I wasn't paying attention. And then by the time I got caught up, it's like, oh, we're down. But like, yeah. I don't understand how the scoring works. I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend like I know. I just know that apparently USA is not good
1: for golf right now. <laughs> well, sure. I, we weren't this week, I'll tell you that. Uh, I feel... So the Ryder Cup, I guess, If it, I don't necessarily want to explain it exactly uh, in, in depth right now. It's a competition between the United States and Europe. Uh, there are... Uh, So it's a team competition and you do uh, singles where they pair up and play a USA player against a Europe player and then do pairs where two USA players will play against two European players. And if you win that match, you get a point. Um, If you tie, you each get a half point ties. I know how everybody feels about those. My goodness. Uh, And you have to win the majority of them to win the cup. That's how it goes. Um, And it feels like in this event, there's definitely a home field advantage, which kind of seems weird in golf. But European courses are made kind of a certain way, and the European players are used to playing those courses. US courses are made a certain way, um, and the US players are used to playing those courses. Um, I don't know that I know enough about golf to explain why, but that's how it tends to work out. And this one took place in Europe on a course that I read really favored the Europeans uh, in my mind that is a shorter course with where you need a lot more accuracy on your drives and your approach shots and europeans are better at that than the u.s uh, americans i guess um okay that was too long holy cow (laughs) thanks for that explanation professor well let me say first of all i love the Ryder cup because of that (laughs) team aspect you have golfers kind of cheering for each other it's a very individual individual sport usually um and one of the things i like about golf is when you're watching you normally you kind of like root for everybody if you people you'd rather do well but if you're rooting for tiger and he doesn't win and somebody else wins you're not like mad you're not mad that notre dame won like i always am you're not like mad that oh man jordan spieth won this one darn uh but in this you get to you get to pick a team you get to root and there's like home field advantage as far as fans go they're there's booing, they're heckling, they're chanting. It's it's a different atmosphere than, than golf normally has, so that's fun to watch. Um, all right, again, I'm going on too much about <laughs> Ryder Cup. My so, goodness. So much golf. Uh, Tiger, not back. 0 for 4 in the Ryder Cup, Tiger was. He did not win any of his matchups. Uh, Phil was 0 for 2. I don't think he played in 4, though. Uh, it seemed like an end of an era for the Tiger-Phil Ryder Cup matchup. Uh, Time, I guess. So I thought that was the other significant thing, other than US not being good at golf in Paris. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Too much. <laughs> now you're gonna listen to me talk more about the corner kick. I all know. Right. What an end of the podcast. Sorry, everybody.
0: Wait, My well, goodness. I get I get I get interrupt that. First of all, well, um <laughs> NBA, NBA starting their preseason oh, kickoff. Preseason. Yeah. I know I don't know if you you've been following all that stuff with Jimmy Butler. That stuff is crazy. I guess I won't go too far into it, but Jimmy's looking for a trade. Um, And then market, go ahead.
1: Are the Bulls interested? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) With the Bulls,
0: and then uh, looks like the Bulls tank is back on. Larry marketed hurt his elbow; he's out four to six weeks. Oh, uh, hurt in practice. So here
1: we go. Let's go. Tank on. I did see that the uh, Bucks and Bulls are playing, I think, in what I assume is the first preseason game. It's at least the first one I've seen advertised. So, they play this week. So, gear up for that, Marlo. Get excited. Coming for you in
0: preseason. <laughs> All right. Now... Wait,
1: but hold on. but Before we go on to, to Jimmy Butler... Yeah. Uh, I'm a little tired of Jimmy Butler, <laughs> if I may say. And maybe I'm saying that because I know he's not going to the Bucks, and that wouldn't be a good fit. But, like I feel like now he's worn out his welcome or kind of been like this isn't the right situation for me. It feels like three times, like twice on the bulls and now once I'm yep. Minnesota. And if I'm a team and he's a good player, I'm not gonna say he's not a good player, but like what am I really getting at? Outside of that team player, or excuse not the team player, outside of the individual talent that he is, is he going to fit with my team? I think that's a serious question now for Jimmy Butler.
0: Uh, the answer is no; he's not going to fit your team. The team <laughs> has to fit him. And I th- and then you see Are the you- teams he wants to go to. Like I think he's at the point where he's like, just pay me money, and I want to do some stuff. Like he doesn't even care about the
1: basketball aspect of it. And I, uh, he's probably what a top. 20 top 15 player yeah top 20 in the league but yeah. if he's your best player which it seems like he needs to be you're in trouble you're not you're not winning with it i don't know right it's, he can't uh, be
0: your, he needs he can't be your best he can be one of your best but he can't be your best player and expect to win
1: but he can't it doesn't seem like he can play right not being the best player Absolutely. on the team no that's a hundred percent it's a we, it's yeah. a weird a weird situation that he's in and i guess to his defense it's because he really wants to win and is a real competitor and he doesn't understand why other people aren't white like him he's out tibbing tibbs right now which is yeah (laughs) it's hard to do but only only jimmy butler perhaps could
0: right could do that yeah the uh (laughs) the teacher yeah the student has become the teacher now
1: yeah crazy um yeah so that's yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I wonder if he'll like sit out and stuff, or if the trade will get done beforehand. Because it sounds from what I've heard, the uh, Timberwolves are asking for a lot, right? A lot yeah, for a him, lot. which I guess they should. Yeah. but I don't know. I don't know where that team's going.
0: Anyway, all right. Glad I got to break that up. Yeah. All right. Should we go to America's
1: <laughs> favorite segment? Uh, I'm sure everybody can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, Marlo, for the corner kick this week, very Liverpool-centric as usual. Uh, Liverpool played Chelsea twice this week, once in the Carabao Cup, uh, which I know you're big into, Marlo. Uh, And then once again in the Premier League and in the Carabao Cup, both teams seemed like they didn't really care if they won or not, sending out or holding back a lot of their key players uh, in the game. Chelsea ended up winning Uh, 2-1. The more important game, it seemed to me as a fan and as well to the, to the teams was the premier league matchup, um, which ended in a draw. I know another tie. Holy cow. Uh, uh, Chelsea opened up the scoring with Eden Hazard going on a Eden Hazard run. Uh, and, just something that it seems only he can do, uh, getting into space and then and having a good finish. Uh, Liverpool had a plethora of chances, but just couldn't finish. And then finally in the 89th minute, uh, Daniel Sturich had a wondrous strike from 25 yards out. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go out on the internets and find it. It will be worth it. It was quite the shot. Uh, it was a very frustrating game to watch, but I did watch it with a a Chelsea fan. Shout out to our fellow fan Alec. He came over to watch the game and it probably helped my nerves and frustration because I think if he wasn't there to kind of. Normally when. Actually, it's Normally when. Uh, I don't need to go in it. Never mind. <laughs> 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 so I toned down my nervousness and my, my frustration a little bit um, and it ended up being a draw. So uh, the way the game went, I guess Liverpool was lucky to draw even though I felt like they were the better team. Uh, but. Th- waiting until the 89th minute to score. The draw seemed fitting. Uh, next week is a big week for Liverpool out there, though. They paint Nap- Napoli on Wednesday in the Champions League. Uh, it's a really big game because you still presume PSG is going to win the group. So either Napoli or... Liverpool is going to advance along with PSG. So how they play head-to-head is going to go a long way in deciding which one of those two gets out of the group. And then over the weekend on Sunday, they play Man City. And City is the favorite to win uh, the Premier League. And if Liverpool wants a chance to compete for that, they have to do well in their head-to-head matchup. So two big head-to-head matchups against Napoli and Man City. So I hope that our fellow fans are excited to watch those along or follow along with those with me, um, as I'm sure you are, Marlo
0: yes yes i am i was just <laughs> looking at my uh what is this my epl fancy team oh yeah not, not doing too well not doing too well um because i honestly haven't checked it and i don't know how long <laughs> <laughs> and, and um so but 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 not in last not last so that's good and i'm gonna actually i'm gonna upgrade some things so i'm on the i'm on the up and up
1: all right watch out other uh fellow fans who are in the league, Marlo is coming for you. Coming. Alright, anything else? That is that is all that I have for our listeners
0: this week. Alright, as always, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, share, tell your friends, have them subscribe, have them leave a nice little note in our in our reviews. That'd be fun too. Uh, appreciate everything. Casey, you got any last words?
1: Uh, As always, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.